2: Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. It is finals week, so why not treat yourself to eight craft beers to help you cheer on Glasgow this weekend? This month, our friends at Beer52 have teamed up with some of the UK's top restaurants to deliver the perfect beers to go with whatever you are eating when you're watching the match. So whether you're having pizza, Indian, or even Peruvian food, they have the beer for you. Get yourself on to beer52.com forward slash thistle, and you'll be able to get yourself eight craft beers delivered straight to your door, a snack, and a copy of Ferment Magazine. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle, All you have to do is pay £5.95 for postage and packaging and you'll get eight craft beers delivered straight to your door. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. Come on, Glasgow. All right, welcome back. It is finals week. Matt and Alan, how are you, boys?
3: Good, mate. Big, big segment of the weekend. It was nice to get the win and, yeah, roll on
2: Celtic Park. Celtic Park, yeah. is that what you're doing? I'm just kind of softening the sea. A little gag. Yeah, it was. Decent start. Alan, how are you? <laughs> not, not as funny as this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Good start to the week. Sad we can't watch, or at least watch live, I know Lazer game. We haven't quite worked that out yet, have we? I think we're going to be like mid-receptions, or not dinner. Oh, that's okay
3: then.
2: I was 6.30
3: kickoff
0: I was told by my other half that it was completely unacceptable for me to go off and
2: watch to huddle yeah. around a phone in a wedding reception well you know what she's actually the plus one to this wedding so
3: she can pipe down Ooh. Ooh. you're a groomsman you're like deputy yeah, best exactly. man aren't you <laughs>
2: which
0: makes it worse that I would go away and watch a rugby match on my phone. Yeah, but possibly. you know what? I don't even
2: really like the groom, so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and he does not listen, so that's he fine. Listen. He doesn't really <laughs> listen, so thanks very much. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. As ever, iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's been a busy old week over on Twitter, as ever, at ThistleRugbyPod. Um, I think it's been quiet on Instagram. I certainly haven't done anything. Thistle underscore Rugby. Under stroke pods, um, the mailbag, not much in there either. That is the thistle rugby at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, particularly in finals week. Get in touch and let us know uh, your thoughts. Um, We're going to kick off with some news. And then we've had a really good chat with Scott Cummings, Glasgow second row, with a bit of an insight into what's going on in camp this week as they build up to the big game against Leinster at the weekend. We're then going to preview that game. Then Matt's got a quiz this week. Alan's been too busy to put his usual rigor towards a <laughs> uh, a quiz. So, Matt, can you give us a bit of insight into that? Yeah,
3: I've not been that busy today. So, it is a Glasgow finals themed quiz with definitely quite a few mistakes in it. So, that sounds, I, I, sounds all right. Let's look forward to. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's a fine line between busy and lazy. But thanks for doing the quiz today.
3: Yeah, and I perfectly blurred that line.
2: So. <laughs> Well, why don't we crack on with a little bit of news? couple of retirements this week. Um, Murray Lowe has been forced to retire down at Exeter Chiefs. Um, any thoughts on that, lads? It's a pretty good career.
3: Yeah, I uh, think so. You'd think that maybe after Glasgow, that was sort of. Uh, he w- wasn't going to get that much game time at Exeter, but he seems to be a pretty like well valued member of the squad there. And yeah, he's done, done pretty well, Premiership champion.
0: After admit, I always kind of forget that he's there.
3: He yes. doesn't play that often, to be fair. Yeah.
2: And even in, like, the doldrums of our sort of, like, prop crises, which have happened sort of repeatedly for Scotland over the yeah. last three years, Murray Lowe's never really been brought back in in the same way that, like, Gordy Reid has, for example. Is he a tight head? I've got no idea.
3: So number three, isn't he?
2: That's tight head.
3: Yeah. So I think our crises have been more at loose head. Yes. So I think, actually, at tight head we've been okay because we've sort of had one of now Bergen or Fagerson fit. Yeah. So
2: I think Bergen's a loose head.
3: No, Bergen's three. Is he? Yeah.
2: Cool. Well, another great start for I us think, on props. I think he sadly just missed out on Glasgow winning the title. I think he left the year before. Oh, did he actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a shame. Are you just amending your quiz there?
3: Uh, no, I'm not. I was, just, <laughs> I was just checking. I was just checking things.
2: That's uh, that's for another uh, uh, prop and friend of the pod. Kyle Trainer has uh, retired this uh, this week. He's had a pretty eclectic career as well. The pain train. The pain train, as nobody's calling him. <laughs> I think was... we we called him the, the pain. Oh, yeah, specifically, the, what we called him. The pain yeah. train, not his face. None of our nicknames really stick, though, do they? Apart from the sweet prince for Christine. Yeah. And the pudding. And the pudding. There's still debate around. Did the we pudding. make up the pudding? I
3: don't know if we did. Yes,
2: we made up the pudding. Because you
3: made it up because it was sort of. It's, like no, a, it was, I, it's a miss, it, misname.
0: His nickname was Spud. Uh, and then I actually I got it incorrect and called yes. him pudding.
2: And then we just stuck with it. And then we
0: just stuck with it.
2: Quite
3: a lot of people call him Meatball. I don't think he's ever called Spud. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you made that up too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Hamilton today on the Robbie pod called him uh, Microphone
2: Head, which I thought was quite good. Microphone Head is quite yeah. accurate, I suppose, yeah. for donkey wear. Right.
0: Mm. Uh, no, yeah, Carl Trainer what? Because obviously, long career, Edinburgh, and then Bristol, Tigers at the end. Got the four caps.
3: And then Gloucester. And Gloucester, and as, Gloucester well. as well. Played four times Gloucester, 15 for Leicester, and 97 for Bristol.
0: There you go. That speaking was under of, Andy, Andy of, Robinson. Um,
3: yeah, of Bristol. We've seen that guy, Nick Haining, who Edinburgh signed for next year, has yeah. actually been starting quite a lot at that. eight towards the tail end of the season. So maybe got actually quite a decent signing on their hands. I'd kind of
2: forgotten all about him, but yeah, Same. that is a, uh, that's great. They've got a couple of, there's a couple of Bristolian lads in the age grades as well. Definitely one scrum half under twenties. I think
0: the standoff under twenties, I was going to say his name's Neville Chamberlain, but
2: something Chamberlain <laughs> it could be Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why would you
3: name your kid after Neville Chamberlain? But yeah, sure.
2: But all the best in your retirements, Murray and uh, Kyle. Um, The money continues to flow at old Annie's land. Oh my God. So this week, Jack Cuthbert, currently on a Scotland Sevens contract, has signed up as another player coach. So we established it in the original Super 6
0: document. It said that clubs underneath the Super 6 were not allowed to pay
3: player coaches. That's what I thought, but then you look back at it and it's sort of like a blanket statement that you could interpret it and say, oh no, we were only talking about the Super 6. Yeah. Or they're, they're just going to say, oh no, we re-
2: rewrote that part. Peter Wright has just driven a train through that grey area. He's just yeah. like, right, we're getting <laughs> them all in. <laughs>
3: I mean, you know, I wouldn't be fussed if they were just coaches and I'd be like, yeah, they're young, yeah, they'd be, could exactly, be interesting, yeah. like, could be talented coaches. Players learn a lot, but like imagine lining up you know, you're making your debut for uh I don't know, West of Scotland and yeah. you I don't even think they're in the same league, but you're lining up against Jack Cuthbert. And you know, debutants, if you're seventeen or eighteen, there's a high chance you're gonna be playing on the wing. In terms of like age.
0: I think I could date Jack Cuthbert
3: Oh <laughs> literally, you're pathetic. You wouldn't be able to get anywhere near him. He's literally so big still, and he'd just run over you. Quite or loudly. or you're like a young, you know, young hooker, straight out of school, you know, you finally get to pull on that, that you know, old school jersey and you're marking Kevin Bryce. Like, you actually I, could get seriously I could hurt. I'm not saying tackle Kevin Bryce. Yeah. No, no, what well, <laughs> I'm saying. I think we covered that last week. We yeah. don't yeah. think
0: you could tackle Kevin Bryce. JHK just got some sort of silent
2: rich backer, Michelle also- Moan, getting in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's who it is. could be. Um, they've also brought in, is it Matthew Hamilton? He's a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, I think
3: so. I mean, that's that one to me is bizarre. Like, why does a strength and conditioning coach from Glasgow Warriors need the experience of working at GHK? Money. <sighs> I just find that hard to believe. Like,
0: Are GHK having like gy- gym sessions?
3: Yeah. Like most clubs do these days. Uh, one or two a week. There you go. Or an kind of extra fitness session. I just think overall it just if it is like a gray area they're exploiting, then it to, to me it doesn't really seem in the spirit of the game, particularly yes. when they're at that at that level, and these aren't guys who have a connection to g h k I' would kind of get it I'd have a bit more sympathy with someone who'd like you know come up through the youth systems if if Kevin Bryce had gone back to Sterling or like a lot of them come from Alwa and Hillfoots, yeah, and have a bit more sympathy, but I just think it kind of seems. Just doesn't seem right to me.
2: They are engaging in good faith with us on Twitter, though. They're quite enjoying the banter that we're throwing at them. So yeah, but they're
3: not really engage, engaging in like the underlying issues. they like, Haha. yeah, you wouldn't though,
0: would they? <laughs> and I, I don't, don't think we're really that bothered about engaging on the underlying issues, especially on Twitter, anyway.
3: No. Oh, I am. That's why I've been putting out, throwing out this shade. You've been throwing out a
0: few rods this yeah, week. I'm you seen it. You. Yeah, well, we've been I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, we've been quite enjoying it. I can yeah. always tell which one's
3: yours. Just <laughs> 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 rocking the boat, you know. <laughs> Got um, do sometimes
2: m- more movements in uh, Scottish Colorado Ryan Grant Scotland and British and Irish Lions prop is the new forwards coach at Glasgow Ackies.
3: yeah I'm, fa- fair enough at least that's not a guy who's going to be playing against like you know he's just a coach bin men. like yes I think so yeah
0: too much he's got the gin he do playing <laughs> as well Edward Jackson right yeah exactly Jack but they might register
3: him as like because he's front row as well what yeah. if they have a prop crisis like clubs in lower leagues tend to do? But don't worry, we've got grantee. <laughs> I
2: don't know, man. It's very interesting. It just seems that if every, every
3: couple of days, kind of a former Glasgow player, a current Glasgow player, well, get some was, sort of gig. At the
0: start of May, Glasgow Hawks were like, being like, we're going to release a player almost every day of May. And they were, it kind of felt like they were the team that were going to potentially rock the boat. And then GHK and Glasgow Ackies and all these other sort of lower league Glasgow teams have just sort of come up from the rear.
2: Yeah. I think Hawks have stopped it. Well, GHK are looking for a rugby development officer as well. They've just put up another advert on their Twitter now. What's going on, man? Right,
0: Peter Wright, don't give a shit. There's the thing.
2: Johnny Petrie's going to like <laughs> resign from Ulster. He's going <laughs> to <laughs> come to GHK. He's like, right, lads. <laughs> That's when we'll know. There you go. That's when we'll know. Um, other bits and pieces of news. Old Glory, their first official game went down last week to um I think Shannon Shannon RFC yep Old Glory lost it sounded like a thriller shout out to the guy who's doing Old Glory's Twitter by the way though it's if people aren't following their live read us out a favorite what are my favorites um they describe themselves as the OGs, which yeah. kind of makes sense. The old glory. Like that the OGs. Um, and the and this was seven, is the bad guys. This is the set. Yeah, the opposition are always called the bad guys, which are quite <laughs> like this guy's personality. This one's seventy-eight minute. When obviously it was, it was twenty-six, twenty-two to Shannon. And a tight o- game. And old glory were going in seventy-eight minute. O balls with a Z. OGs <laughs> drop the egg on the floor. Bad guys with a chance to escape their end. But it's not that easy as Captain Marvelous Josh Brown lays the boom.
3: <laughs> lays <laughs> the boom. so That's a new one. I haven't heard like that. I really hope it's done without it. any irony. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, squeaky bum time for the OGs. This is the sort of thing that you get. It's so yeah, good. I'm just wondering he's got to be pumping them.
3: Surely. You would expect so. So it's
0: next
2: week. It's coming up this week. Um... It is the 27th, Monday the 27th, which is Memorial Day in uh, America, by the way. says here. So it's also my mum's birthday. Is it? turning oh. 70, the old gal. Did you get her tickets? No. I haven't <laughs> even got her a present yet. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: well, we're going to keep an eye on that. Scott and under 20s against Old Glory is on, uh, on Monday next week, so we will be firmly on Old Glory Watch um, then. Um, Right, that is all the news, not a huge amount going on in a week that is quite rightly dominated by Glasgow's preparations for the final of the Pro 14, and to help us kick off our preview of that episode, we spoke earlier on to Scott Cummings, here he is. All right, so delighted to be joined on the line by uh, Glasgow's second row, Scott Cummings. Scott, how are you, mate?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm good, yeah, really excited for the weekend, so, you know, it's building up quite nicely, so yeah, really
2: excited. I bet, so, so talk, us a, talk us a little bit through the sort of feeling in camp at the moment, is there any changes to your preparations this week?
4: Um, not really, to be honest, we've been sort of trying to keep everything the exact same, you know, we've been thinking if, it, if it's not broken there's no need to fix it, so yeah, um, we're pretty happy, you know, we've sort of throughout the year we've sort of chopped and changed things to get to the stage we are now, and we're quite happy with everything. So, we're trying to keep everything the exact same, to be honest.
2: Class, and um, well, obviously, everyone who's listening to this pod, I imagine, will have been watching the game on Friday night. But what was it like to play in what uh, I think a lot of people are calling the best ever Glasgow Warriors performance? Uh,
4: I don't know about that, but um, no, it was, a, it was a great game, obviously. Ulster are sort of a great team, and we knew they were going to come over, and if we didn't sort of impose our game plan, you know, it would it would have been a really tight game. And that are such a good team, and they've got you know such a strong pack and a good backline. So we knew that going into the game, we had to sort of impose our game and get that early lead, which we were so sort of happy that we got. And um, that was obviously a great performance, and all the guys were really happy. But looking back, that there were still some things that we felt we could have done better. So. As much as there was a lot of good, we were sort of clinical in a lot of areas, there's a lot of, there's some other areas that we still feel we can be better in.
3: And obviously you guys made a really good start to the match, was Was that a pre-planned move with your, yourself giving the ball back into Carl was that a, a, an area you guys had targeted?
4: Oh, we don't, we have uh, obviously got sort of areas we target and um, you know, they sort of rushed out me so I could give it a side on him, you know, because obviously teams are excited, <laughs> not excited, but everyone's sort of rushing up at the start of the game, so you know, it was a great sort of great line by Kyle and then we got a good bust through. So, you know, it was a sort of perfect week to start the game and you know, put us in that front foot and, you know, sort of set, set the tone for us in attack, especially in the game. So I uh, were all happy with how we sort of started that first sort of three minutes anyway.
2: And a l a lot's been made about the the strides that particularly the Glasgow Pack have made in the last few months, perhaps maybe off the back of that, uh the loss down at Saracens in the quarter final and that, that sort of added physicality. What what have you as a unit been sort of working on to sort of make that step up?
4: Yeah, we, we're all quite embarrassed by that sort of last performance against Saracens. In a lot of ways, we didn't step up. You know, we actually we scored quite a, quite a good number of points that day, but when you're conceding sort of fit over fifty points, there's no chance you're going to win a game. So we knew that. Defensively we had to step up. Um, we've had a massive focus in the past couple of weeks, sort of especially in the forwards, about our defence, just getting that bit of width and sort of being a bit more physical. And then when it's come to our scrum, we've had uh, sort of Pedro Pada, he's been giving us he's been sort of taking over his scrum coaches now and, you know, giving in a lot of his, his input and his experience and uh, we've definitely gained taken a lot of strides in those areas and we've just sort of decided as a pack that we're, we want to be the dominant ones. We don't want the back and all the drives We need to do it as well.
3: And, and what's being said in in advance of, of this weekend? Obviously, it's going to be a really special occasion at, at Celtic Park. But you know, how do you guys sort of get up for that occasion and, and make sure that it doesn't you know almost get get to you in a sense? Oh, it's probably
4: the easiest game to go up to get up for. To be honest, um, ah, we, we're all really excited. We, we sort of set a mark right at the start of the year that. You know that's sort of we, we wanted to have a home semi-final, which would give us that opportunity to play at home at Celtic Park and a home for a home crowd. Our friends and families will be coming, and you know we'll have all our amazing supporters coming. And you know you hear how loud Scotsman is with ten thousand. You can imagine it'll be absolutely amazing if we have sort of thousand there. So no, we're really excited for the weekend. And one of the things we've been talking about is just not not changing, because the reason we got here is this style we'll be playing. If we get nervous and stop trying to play the Glasgow way, then we won't win. So we need to make sure that we play our way and not get brought up in the big occasion.
2: Absolutely. And I suppose looking looking beyond uh, Saturday, if you'll indulge us for a little bit, obviously World Cup squad's been announced. You weren't in that initial batch of names, but an awful lot being made of uh, potential for another second row to join up. Um, so how much is that in the back of your mind when you're sort of put, looking to put in a massive performance this weekend?
4: Oh, yeah, it's, it's always something that you can't think about. But to be honest, for me, you know, there's, there's no bigger motivation you need than it, it, it being the final, to be honest. So um, I, I'm trying to think of that. I just wanted to go out there and play the best I can in that Glasgow jersey. And if anything comes from the back of that, you know, that's that's great. But, you know, we've been working all year. It's been about sort of 11, 12 months since we started. And, um, we're really excited to get back out there this weekend, sort of show, everyth- show everything we've done. And you know all the hard work over the year of all come down to one day. So we, you know, we're really excited with that, and really excited with the opportunity to play in Glasgow. You know, we've never had a home sort of final here, so it'll be amazing.
3: Definitely, and and you know, obviously, look, looking ahead, what what um what are you guys been speaking about in in regards to Leinster? Obviously, a team that's got a lot of pedigree, but I, I take it you've found some sort of weaknesses you're looking to target. Uh yeah. I mean, obviously, we know that Leinster are one of the one of the best teams
4: out there. They didn't get to the final of the Champions Cup for no reason. So, um, nah they're, they're going to be really good. We know we know they're going to bring. They're going to hold the ball for a lot of phases. We know when we were over there, we had to make over 300 tackles last game. So we know that we're going to have to put in, especially defensively, a massive performance. And then for us, because they're going to hold the ball a lot, whenever we get the ball, we have to be clinical. So it's, that's not so much weaknesses, it's more... Make sure when we have the ball, we do the right stuff with it.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, and um, obviously, it's great news to see that Dave Rennie's signed on for for another year, um, extending his time at Glasgow. You know, what what have you made of his coaching, and how big an influence has he had on on you as a player, and just you know, the the squad as a whole?
4: Yeah, it's, it's been great. Obviously, we had with Gregor, who was a great coach at Glasgow, Glasgow from Scotland, and then when Dave's come in, he's he's not changed too much. He's um, he's obviously. obviously we still play that sort of wide expansive style of rugby. We like to move the ball, but I think he's for me personally. I think he's probably changed sort of some of the aggression and things like that in me. So, like for example, in pre-season we had like we called it a fight club, but it was basically just sort of like a wrestling club where it was just to get that sort of physicality up in a lot of the players. And we've all we can definitely see especially in the pack in the sort of past two months, it sort of shown you know that we've definitely got that sort of physicality in us, and we're now. I think the squad's really sort of unified in the sense of that we all know exactly every single role we need to do. So that sort of leaves us up to just all we need to be now is physical and work hard. So when you sort of take away all the sort of role clarity stuff that we now all know really well, it's just a up to us going out there and performing now. So when you take that sort of thought those sort of thoughts out of the back of your mind and just focus on the moment and applying your role correctly, but I think we're at the stage that we're all sort of really excited for that and Dave Always says that you know if if we think something's on, just go for it. Don't don't be too scared if um, something goes wrong or if you go one way and it wasn't the right decision. You know, just as long as you back yourself. So it's given a lot of players a lot of belief in just like in their skills and allowed them to express themselves.
3: That that wrestling club sounds absolutely awful. Who who did you want to sort of avoid most in in the ring when it came to one of the little sessions?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great fun. Uh, Ollie Cable wasn't the best to fight um, obviously quite a large guy so uh, there was a lot of us but obviously we were all in there to sort of upper aggression if you know what I mean so um, no it definitely helped us a lot though
2: that's awesome Scott and we'll, we'll let you get back to your to your preparation but we'll just finish off on um, one question that we ask everyone that comes on the pod and that's who the worst roommate you've ever had sort of during your time sort of Scotland or, or Glasgow who's the worst person that you've had to share a room with
4: Uh, that's a tough one at once uh, I was almost with Siwa Halla and he's a loud snorer (laughs) thankfully I managed to get rid of that (laughs) Um, nah there's not too many bad guys thankfully we we actually get to sort of not pick our rooms but we end up with the same sort of rooms most of the time so you sort of get used to how people are so nah most of the boys are pretty good (laughs) oh
2: good well we'll add the nuke to our list of snorers then Um, well (laughs) mate all the best Um, let's uh, bring home some silverware at the weekend Yeah. yeah hopefully cheers So we can add the nuke to people that snore quite a lot. I'm just more worried about that wrestling. Matchup. Yeah, wrestling camp sounds intense. There was it? there was a video that the Warriors
3: put up a few seasons ago of like their preseason kind of montage, and it has one of them in like a judo gym, and they're just basically running straight at each other and like I don't know practicing how they fall on a tackle, and it is absolutely they're on crash mats, but it is absolutely savage.
0: So change it. We always play the game of who you could tackle. Yeah. Who do you think you could beat in a wrestling match?
3: Not a single Glasgow Warriors um, player. You don't think you're taking George Horn
0: like a tight wrestling? Match.
3: He he would be so much more willing to win than any of us. <laughs> I think that's where <laughs> he, it would come he would down like to, yeah. maybe bite you. That that is true to be fair. Yeah. Um, Physically, yeah, possibly. Yeah.
2: Paddy Kelly. He's quite a big Living
0: lad. Paddy um, maybe not Paddy Kelly. Maybe I could if I get them in tight grappling, like. Submission a mission move. No, no, I, don't, I don't want
2: to be on my feet. Yeah. I need to be on the floor. <laughs> Brandon Brandon Thompson, is he a good athlete? Yeah. Rui Jackson? Rui Jackson is possibly... He's, he's obviously a good athlete, but... I just don't think of him
3: as that strong. Yeah.
2: Rui J- I'd, I'd, be, I'd be like... I'd be at my o- most confident facing Rui Jackson, I think. Yeah. Least confident against... I mean, Ollie Kebble would be terrible, as Scott said. I the, think the nuke, that would be terrifying.
0: I actually think Fraser Brown...
2: Yeah, Fraser Brown would yeah. be the worst. I think he might murder me. I think with a nuke, you've just got to keep him moving, tire him out, and then jump on his back and just yeah. like sleeper hold him. I wouldn't want uh, Batty. I think that would be a horrible wrestle. Oh, yeah. That would be, be horrible. Real, real He's wrestled cows to their death have <laughs> the abattoir. I think Tim's <laughs> That's Swinson. why he was hired, though. Right? It's no <laughs> cattle prod for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he would just choke out the cows. Yeah. So there we go, wrestling from Scott Cummings. So let's get into that preview. I um,
0: just want to say... How on message Scott Cummings was. Oh, oh yeah,
2: real politician. Shout out to Jack Reed and his media training of that. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, just
0: had the key bullet points on exactly. a piece of paper ready to go.
2: Really nicely delivered, actually. Well done, Scott. Yeah, yeah. couldn't we couldn't break you down. <laughs> um, so preview biggest Scottish club game since the last final.
0: I'd say no. Actually, maybe not bigger. I guess the fact that this is in Glasgow adds a lot, but I think being that was the first win.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I think the fact that it's in Glasgow and um they've already sold 40,000 tickets. Yeah, which is massive. Considering the same day Hamden's going to have 51,000 yeah, Scottish footballers. Cup final, isn't it? Scottish Cup final on the same day. Yeah. So, oh. Imagine the rugby yeah. f- the rugby we'll final could as well. Rugby final could sell as many if not more tickets in Glasgow. Yeah. That would be a massive statement for Scottish sport, not just Scottish rugby.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact that I actually didn't think they would get over forty thousand. To be honest with you,
3: uh, I thought it would start to pick up when they got in that final, and they. Yeah. I, don't know, like, I still think they should sell out, but maybe I'm being a bit too. Optimistic. I'm not sure
2: they'll sell it. I think they'll sell twenty thousand in like four days. Yeah, possibly not. That'd be but. So good though.
3: Yeah, it's it's huge, and it, it'd just be great if they could win, and it sort of really does. I think Glasgow have. Glasgow wars have been put far more on the map than they were in recent years. The fact that they can sell out at Charleston and, like, you know, speaking to people yeah. in Glasgow, th- there's guys buying season tickets who haven't had any interest in rugby for their whole lives until the last few years. So if we can just, you know, make yeah. sure th- that would
2: almost take it to a sellout every week. I think relatively you can look in, like, the last seven or eight years when, like, you can look at Glasgow when they were at Fir Hill, bottom of the old Pro 12, like, getting... The same sort of crowds that Edinburgh get regularly, regularly now, like sort of yeah. 2,500. 3,000 like 3, was a decent night at Fur Hill. Yeah. And now they're looking at bringing possibly 50,000 people to Celtic Park. That's incredible. Interesting.
0: I did actually see some stats recently looking
2: at sort of average attendance by country.
0: And it's really Ireland and Scotland that have had the growth mm. in terms of right at the start, Scotland, yeah. as both Edinburgh and Glasgow were averaging like literally like 3,000, slightly yeah. less than the Italian teams. Really? And now it's just been, them and Ireland have been going up and up, and Ireland and Wales just completely flatlined. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, we talk about issues between sort of the pro game and the club game, but when you actually look at specifically Wales and Italy, I think in terms of how we've managed that transition, we're so far ahead of them. Yeah. Especially the fact that Wales have only managed to get one team into the, I know we're only getting one team, but the fact that...
2: They've got four. Yeah, that seems Oswald like a big deal.
0: Just crept into the Champions Cup. And they, I mean, I know the Scarlet's had that sort of run a couple of years ago, but it, yeah. it does feel that Scotland are sort of stepping ahead of them in that club club scene.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's look. Glasgow versus Leinster. Glasgow absolutely blew Ulster away on Friday night. For you, we talked about it with Scott there. Matt, for you, is that the best you've seen Glasgow play? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, for, for quite a while, I think. Um, you know, as we spoke about it, it was making sure that they had that intensity. And you, you know that if they've got that in place, that their attack, both in the sort of the structures and just the, you know, the more off-the-cuff moments um, with those players that they have, is enough to to break down any teams. And, you know, just within that, like, first 10 minutes, there's absolutely blue Ulster off the park. And I think that, you know, from that point onwards, they kind of had the winning of the game. Um I was thinking about today what sort of would be like the best semi-final to prepare them for Saturday. And I actually think that that also game was quite good because I think they did know it was won, you know, fairly early on. And it wasn't as if it was, you know, they celebrated or reacted as if it was a final, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I think it was sort of a sense of, yeah, we played really well there, but it, you know, it was job done. Like the final is the thing they're really, really aiming for. It's not sort of winning the final. Not just getting there, so I think they're in almost as good a place as they possibly could be,
2: absolutely. Alan, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, it feels like you sort of over the course of this pod probably given Rennie a little bit of a hard time. And you look sort of taking Europe aside, sort of the year before he came in, you've got to remember Glasgow didn't make the playoffs, yeah, in Tunis last year, yeah, yeah, and then you've sort of gone semi final when they were sort of the top team, Mm. final again. So obviously, you know, you are kind of going through that. Mm-hmm. Go, you are improving each year. Yeah. Um. Do you do you think Ulster just a bit shit? Uh
3: yeah, I, I don't think they played very well. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it was, you know, it's combination of maybe that first ten minutes being completely blown away and then just not having a way to get back into the match.
2: Yes. Um. Just I think, because I do not think they quite had that. Yeah. I think Glasgow's, quality across the board. I think Glasgow's defense put. Them through an awful lot as well. When Ulster did have periods on the ball when they were building phases and stuff like that, more often than not, mm. Glasgow's defence was forcing a mistake or a turnover or something like that. And I think whilst Ulster didn't maybe play to their best, I, d- I do think Glasgow didn't allow them to get any sort of foothold in the game.
3: Yeah. I mean, I suppose
2: three months ago or something, if you'd said Glasgow got
3: a home final against Ulster, the state Ulster were in, you'd be like, that's the best possible result yes and they yeah. have got a lot better since since then but still probably this season it's not quite that like top vintage of a of an ulster side
0: yeah i think you my my concern or maybe our concern before the match was just in the pack and you know ulster have a lot of season pros mm. pretty abrasive yeah. players and could see uh murphy i thought henderson yeah and it was awful rory best as well And actually, when you look at the Glasgow pack, I think basically everyone sort of stood up. But it was actually some of the younger players, like both the Fergusons, Batty, Cummings. Fraser Brown's not that young, but he had a massive game. Mm. And actually, when you compare them to these players who are probably much more experienced, have much more international experience, I think they just sort of blew them off the park. I mean, I think the Fergusons, both together, just absolutely... Crushed it.
3: Yeah. um, Unreal. When Matt Ferguson just ripped the ball off Ian Henderson at that Uh, point, it was so good. I mean, he didn't look interested. But
2: when Matt Ferguson's at the top of his game, he looks like he can be something. Very, very special. He
3: is just such a good all-rounder, and I think that sometimes to his detriment slightly that he's like not a kind of a Magnus Bradbury carrier, and he's maybe not got like the pure jack. Hi,
1: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
3: Skills of like a you know a Watson or a Barclay, but if he's at the top of his game, yeah, that all-round game is so so important.
0: Agreed. Do you think Glasgow are going to be upset that they've let Batty go across the M8, seeing as how well he's been playing? I don't. <laughs> possibly, I feel like he's but... keeping out at the team now.
3: Yeah, yeah. R- Rennie said that. Rennie's been like, I don't care that he's going to Edinburgh. He's playing the best at the moment, so I'm picking him. Yeah, maybe it looks like a miss, but then he, you know, he hasn't played played that much like in the last yeah. year and a half, and it's sort of, you know, he's probably chucked in a bit out of necessity rather than choice, and then um, it's sort of like oh, he is quite quite good.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've only seen that the flashes he's had for Scotland. Like he has that quality that performance when we put fifty past Australia, he came off the bench and he was absolutely incredible for half an hour. Yeah, he's got it in him. Yeah, but maybe it's just. He wasn't getting a lot of game time. He's been shifted to Edinburgh and maybe something just clicked in his mind that he was like, actually, I need to prove a little bit of something here. Maybe it's the World Cup on the horizon. Maybe it's that he yep. knows he's going down the road to Cockett. It's where he's not going to get, you know, the sort of soft soap, is he? Mm. So maybe he's just playing for a bit of his career and it's yeah. come back. I mean, he's a great, in that sort of form, he's an unbelievable addition to an Edinburgh team that is not lacking quality front rows. Well, yeah. Do you think um,
3: that sort of Hugh Jones question we asked last week has been put to bed? <laughs> you're yeah, I'd gonna, like to, st- ask, I'd like to the, ask it in a different way. How
2: good can Kyle Stain be? He was
3: unbelievable right from the first minute when he made that break off our friend Scott Cummings' pass on the inside. Like, yeah. He just just runs hard straight lines and doesn't really miss tackles in defence. Most metres gained in the
0: match. Most defenders beat in the match.
3: Yeah. You know,
0: Just looks class, yeah. You can't pretty
2: really mad.
3: ask for much more. I mean, who would have thought at the start of the season that Johnson and Stain would be your first choice centres in the Glasgow first team? First choice well, Scotland like, poten- starting? Potentially <laughs> Yeah. Scotland. Which it's is some, mad. It's
2: something, and we're talking about Scotland. Uh, the one email we did have this week from a uh, regular listener, Archie Halkett, that's the at He says, Can Cal Stain make the Scotland squad for the World Cup? I'd say it's pro- that jersey is looking like his now. Yeah. I mean, unless there is some Southern Hemisphere superstar. <laughs>
0: he,
3: well, did you he, see he's, this guy? He's the only logical choice. The guy playing for the Queensland Reds last week, who's made his debut this season, Jock Campbell. I did. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, he's like 19, 20. He looked older than that. I've been digging into him, and I can't find anything that would say he's Scottish, but, I mean, come on. Jock Campbell, come on. There's also a Hamish Stewart in that Reds team, and a guy called Angus something that's... Sounds really Scottish <laughs> as well. mixed <laughs> uh, Anyway,
0: in the in the Mark Palmer article at the weekend, so I always just assume that the SOU, any professional player, even below the Curry Cup, anyone who's semi pro, they would know. Yeah, anyone they got who's tabs got on him. Yeah, scotter. yeah, yeah. And I, whether it's just a bit of a story or whether it's actually true, they were saying that when Glasgow were playing the Cheetahs last year that Tooney went out to South Africa. Right, game. I read this, yeah. And one of Carl Stein's dad's mates went to the match and told Gregor Townsend that he should check out this player that's playing for Gritkois because his dad's Scottish and they only play like an hour down the road and that's how they found out that Carl Stane is Scottish. Yeah. And then when they went to the Sevens, that's when they wrote yeah.
2: yeah the Sevens. Yeah. Who's, mean, this, who's the guy working for Scott Qualified in South Africa? He's dropping the ball. That's yeah, it's, that, it's this guy's dad. He's got the gig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in. He's now in a contract. I mean, I, I would
3: get it if he was like, oh, he's playing for, I don't know, like a small, unknown team. Maybe like he's playing for a Greek so You're like, okay, I'll go and see him. Well, the
0: thing is, I even think there's two leagues of the Curry Cup and a yeah. in the top league. Yeah. So it's not even like... Well,
3: yeah, it wasn't exactly like a completely unknown side.
0: Yeah. And, like, Griecois would, I don't know.
3: I mean, how did they get Quagga van Niekirk? Like, yeah. I mean, they're not looking at his name being like, yeah, it's, he's, uh, he's from Isla.
0: I think it's just amazing that in, like, <laughs> <laughs> even now with kind of all, how easy it is to contact agents. And Kyle Stein explicitly said he had an agent at the time. Yeah. It wasn't like he was unrepresented. The fact that there can even be players playing professional rugby with Scottish parents or grandparents that we don't know about. Cause it just feels
2: like it must be so easy. I wonder if we could crowdsource it. We've got like five and a bit thousand people on Twitter. Yeah. Surely we've got we can activate a network. We can get people out there. We should be doing this job ourselves. <laughs> Let's find the next sort of Scotland international that's playing for the in the Curry Cup. I mean, Scotland rugby have like 200,000 followers, so it'd probably just be easy. Yeah, but they're not going to use it as nakedly as we are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to find yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. They're never going to do that. We're like a splinter cell. We can exactly, know, yeah. infiltrate. And we'll only take should, up... should we get back
3: to uh, Glasgow anyway? We could do. On Price
0: and Hastings? <laughs> Price thought, looks like it's back.
3: Price is very good.
0: Yeah, Price is so good. I thought Hastings
3: obviously did some like mad things, both good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think there was a few moments when he sort of was maybe like crabbing across the pitch, which I don't have a problem with sometimes. Um, And I think maybe like at the start of the season, even a year ago, he might have tried to chuck a stupid pass, but he was being quite sensible, I think when the occasion demanded it. So I was thinking about today, kind of if, if Lentz do bring back Sexton for Burn, which I'm imagining they will, that is where I still think Lencer have quite a big edge, just in terms of the, experience of these big matches yeah. and managing those kind of games that isn't, you know, with all due respect, going to be like a Glasgow to score 50 points in it for example. It's going to have to be yes. a bit more you're going to have to be a bit cuter in how you approach it. Definitely. Although I don't feel like hating someone who'll be kind of ruffled by
0: the big occasion. No.
3: No, I just think it's having that kind of broader skill set to to manage a game which uh, of that occasion which he, just doesn't have the experience of doing yet. Yeah. I think he still, you know, he still could do it, but no, definitely. it takes time and experience.
0: I, I generally reckon Sam Johnson probably does get a bit annoyed playing at 12 just because how much Hastings does try and take that outside arc. Yeah. You know? And like obviously it's fine because Sam Johnson can hit the line hard and sort of straighten it up. Yeah. But there probably is even still now too many times that Hastings takes it to the line or tries to kind of go around the outside. Yeah. Um, his
2: kicking was absolutely bollock. So yeah, good. It's looking good. There's just so many nice touches. S- similar to Finn, where he just throws a pass, and you're like, oh, God, that could be terrible, and then it just lands. Like his first one, sort of like to the Seymour. weird like end-over-end lob that he chucked and to Seymour, and I was like, that yeah. is terrible. Oh, my God, it's a try. Amazing. <laughs> I, did,
3: I was really confused on that, because it did look quite slow, and you kind of yeah. thought it would give the cover defense enough yeah. time, but actually Seymour held his depth
2: so well that he was coming onto that at full speed.
3: Yeah. I thought he was pretty
2: good. Would you make any changes to that Glasgow team that went out against Ulster? Uh,
3: no, don't think so. No injuries, I do I don't know I who don't would come think. into the equation.
0: I do know whether, potentially from a scrummaging standpoint, you might bring in Keble if you think he's stronger.
3: Yeah, possibly.
0: Wilson into that back row?
3: Doesn't deserve it on form, though.
2: He's not really played recently.
3: Y- yeah. If Wilson's about.
2: fit and at 100%, you'd expect they might bring him in just for that experience like But Harley then again... Then.
3: Harley's been pretty good towards the tail end of this season yeah. as well.
2: Ryan Wilson's really good at that sort of just late hit on Johnny Sexton. That's true. He did a really, he did an absolute number on Johnny Sexton at Murrayfield for Scotland.
3: I'd quite see him in for and that, like, He
2: gets in his face and ruffles like, yeah. Yeah. Sexton's feathers quite
0: a lot. Yeah. Nigel Owen's referee.
3: Yeah happy with that. Does
2: quite enjoy the breakdown. Yeah. I think Pro 14 have learned a lesson. They've got a Welshman and Irishman <laughs> yeah. and a Scotsman. Yeah. Mike, the, Mike uh, Adamson. Shout out to Mike Adamson. Yeah. Great to Mike in Adamson. Running yeah. touch. Yeah, they've got a nice suite of different uh, uh, different nationalities. I see, um, like. I
3: think Devin Turner's been ruled out for Leinster. Yeah, yes. I saw that. Which is pretty good news. And they're still going to bring in a good player, but Yeah. he's definitely one of those senior guys. Um,
0: Do you think, you know, as we said, Nigel Owens does like the breakdown, and we do sort of have a back row. I think fagus and Gibbons can jackal, but as we are saying, it's not their strength. Yeah. And potentially with them having Van der Fleer back. Van der Fleer, yeah. Does, is I that just something that. that potentially Leinster could get the upper hand over us?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think overall that Leinster pack is extremely strong. And, yes. you know they they might get the edge just through their overall strength in the pack rather than maybe just um van der Fleer. but yeah I, I think you I do share your concern slightly. But I think you know if if Glasgow can get that parity up front and you know Rennie came out today and said, you know, in preparation for the weekend they're not they're not really going to change anything. They're not going to change how they play, which I think is actually pretty sensible. Like, yeah. I think they have got as you said, he's, they've got their playing a certain brand of rugby. And it's almost the worst thing you can do is, for a final, completely change the way you play. And yeah. I think he was, at the same time, telling the players, don't go into your shell. Like, yeah. take the game to, to this Lancet side.
2: Yeah. How big do you think their win at the RDS a few weeks ago is, just for that mentality of the Glasgow group? It's
3: a slightly different team, though.
2: So different, I think.
3: I mean... it's Completely different stakes. Yeah. Like, I don't think that will play, actually, on either team's minds. Really? I think first
0: forty minutes they got to keep at the same level as they did against Saracens at home, first game of the season. Yeah, it's like front five, it's
3: like Furlong, Cronin, yeah Healy, Healy, yeah, Ryan, James yeah, it's Ryan, Ryan it's and then Toner's replacement,
0: whoever that is.
3: I mean, they could just put Fardy up in the row, Fardy in then the row, and bring room. like O'Brien, Conan, and Van der Fleer. and Rhys yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's
0: it's going to be. You know, I actually don't think Leinster. In a lot of the games this year anyway, have had that much in the back line.
3: No, and Sexton's not been playing that well.
0: And But they can just grind you down.
3: Yeah. Exactly. And Saracens have
0: yeah. been the only team that have been able to match it. And yeah. they match it more. Yeah. It's uh it's just whether it's gonna that, be tough that pack. I don't want us I think if we fall even more than three points behind, I don't think we can chase the start game. chasing things.
2: Yeah. It's
0: I can envision a world where we, we we come out quick and then almost just hold on for dear life. Yeah, try and yeah, get, I could try that. and
2: get ten points ahead and just shut up shop. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know how how long you can shut up shop for though. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> like it's, it's I think if it
3: is that kind of game, you need someone like Hogg or Seymour or like Price or Hastings to do something. Yeah, you know, insane. But I suppose Gladys doesn't we'll... often happen like against Leinster and yeah finals that often. So you look at the centres, and I think
0: a year ago, if you put Henshaw and Ringrose versus Johnson and Stain, you'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is a, such a differential." I'm
3: and never I just, on paper. I'm always like Henshaw and R- Ringrose. I'm like, I don't think that. And then I watch them, and I'm like, yeah, they actually are really effective as a yeah. as a pairing. But I think like the way Johnson in particular has been playing recently, like. Back end of that Six Nations, he was almost like the 4-12. Yeah. Yes. Well, he
0: had I don't a good think
2: game. he'll he played be... played well against
0: Ulster. Yeah, I don't think he he'll be
3: worried game. about those two No, I don't. At I, that's all. what I'm saying. I, yeah. I actually
0: don't think there's that bigger gap between. Mm. I actually still think Carl Stain will go a little bit under the radar because I generally don't think yeah. outside of Scotland really anyone knows who he is. Yeah, it's
3: not that much... I mean, Scotland didn't even know who he was. So That's true. To the, the
0: old man's mate. The old man's <laughs> mate. Like, I hope he just had like a couple it's of like, like beers 10 pints deep. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, Gregor! <laughs> it's like,
2: Go away. Well, oh, decent. Well, we'll come back and do predictions in a uh, wee bit. But um, Alan, you're going to give us a bit of a, an ad break from uh, one of our sponsors. Why not?
0: Yes. So fanbaseclub.com, which has been launched by friend of the pod, Ali Crawley who also sort of runs the Steve Sims Cavaliers charity, has uh, created this SaaS platform for sort of amateur, semi-pro and sort of lower kind of professional sports clubs. And basically, it's a fan management platform to help kind of manage ticketing, manage sort of retail, manage memberships, trying to help clubs essentially monetize their fan base and have a more sort of efficient relationship with their fans. So at the moment, they're sort of looking for f- clubs to come on board as testers. Absolutely no upfront costs. All they do is they take a 5% transaction fee. So they, they only make money if you're making money off the platform. So if you're interested, if, you're, if, you're, if you work on the admin side of a club, fanbaseclub.com thistle. Get involved, see what you think.
2: All right, fanbaseclub.com. That yeah, is that right? yeah, I think that made sense. I'm sure yeah, Ali yeah. will be happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> fanbaseclub.com. I thought uh, it was good, mate.
3: I think you've got yourself a little sales and marketing gig. Am the... I taking
0: over the BF52 job.
3: <laughs> you can do
2: the BF52 job. I, I was thinking w- you I just don't want the BF52. job vo- <laughs> just a general voiceover artist. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a new string to your bow. And uh, as we said at the top, Alan, too busy to do work today. Matt basically had a day off. Um, he's got a quiz. So I'm going to lose against Alan this week for an interesting mix-up for the quiz fans. Uh, over to Matt.
3: Yes, I feel like I did do quite a lot of research into this, so if there's any mistakes, then, you know, I'll be quite disappointed. That. <laughs> uh, so this is, as said, a kind of Glasgow in the final-themed quiz. Yeah. So first question, uh, Glasgow have been in two finals in the sort of Pro 12, Pro 14 era, not including this weekend. Who did they play and what was the score in each of them?
0: We'll
3: okay. just do answers as we go along. Yeah. Yes. So what what have you got,
2: Alan?
0: I've so got Leinster and Munster.
2: Yeah. I also had Leinster and Munster just. Yeah, yeah. So we know.
0: Okay. I'm going to say that we beat Munster 27-13.
3: Okay, Dave, what are you saying for Munster?
2: Oh, for the win in Munster? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really remember. 22-12 or something like that. So it's 31-13.
3: So I'm going to give al- Alan point for that one. Uh, and the other one, Leinster?
2: I think Leinster beat them quite comfortably in the end. 32-10. Um, my favourite Nokia model go
0: for 25,
3: 9. Uh, I'm going for 25.9 I'm going to give it to Dave there It was 34.12 Ah There you go I haven't actually done the maths on that You might be actually be closer No, no, that. I think he's gone no. um, I'm happy with that one
2: Yeah, so 3 all. Take the points yeah. For Oh, for yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah 3 all.
2: Fine, be like that
3: So, who were the point scorers in 2014 for Glasgow?
0: Is that the first one?
3: Yeah, and then the point what scorers in 2015 <laughs> as well 3412 to in that one in 3113 in the monster one. Okay.
2: Monster so we're talking sorry, we're talking
3: could you give me all the point scores in 2014 and all the point scores in
0: 2015? Um are you going to tell us how many point scores there are?
3: Uh I feel like I'll give you how many there were in 2015. Okay. There were 5 in 2015. 5 in
0: 2015. Yeah. Okay.
3: Did you want to try your luck on the Leinster one?
0: Is that assuming there's one?
3: I, I couldn't possibly say.
0: I'm going to go with... Do you want to go first? Kicks by Finn Russell.
3: Okay. What are you going for?
0: Take a ri- Kicks by Duncan Ware.
3: <laughs> it was all four penalties from finn russell oh. <laughs> oh, i, was yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> I right. think to be fair that's yeah it was 2014 it could have been finn russell still not quite in there but yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he got four penalties um and then 2015 what have you got i was gonna say there. were there Six. were actually there were four separate try scorers
2: four going yeah, to yeah. be a wee clue so dth and i've got
3: five scores in total
2: dth Yep, Dave, you go for one. I, the two I had written down were DTH and uh, Finn Russell. Okay. So i got DTH, Russell, Pergos, Rob Harley,
0: and Dunky Where?
3: I'm going to give Alan the points there because you got all five in the you end. got all five. <laughs> I mean, Weir, of course you're giving him the points there. <laughs> Weir came on and got a sole penalty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think. So yeah, yeah, Russell was, um, got
0: the fourth try, didn't he?
3: No, Russell yeah, sorry, Russell got the fourth try, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when um Ah, very good. Yeah. Um how many from the twenty fourteen final are still in the current Glasgow squad? Okay. Yeah. What have you got that? No, I'm, j- I'm all just... All right. <laughs> and uh, see how many you can name.
2: Alright. That was the I was just gonna punt have a punt.
3: You can have a punt as well. Yeah. Punts are encouraged.
2: Punts are always encouraged. Um okay. You, so is
0: it is how many the first question and then Yeah.
3: And then we'll do a kind of one two for yeah. how many people you can get.
0: So in the starting twenty
3: three? From the twenty fourteen final, who are in the current Glasgow wider training squad. Yeah. I mean at the moment. Yeah. So oh. give us given a give us a number to kick things off.
0: Uh I've gone with seven.
2: Dave? I've written down six names, but that's I'll go for nine. I uh, well, I both give you a point because it was eight. <laughs> ah, very good.
3: <laughs> uh, and can you name them?
0: Do you want me to go first? Do You want to go
2: first? Should we go turn about? Turn yeah. about, yeah. Hog. Uh, nope. <laughs> there you go. What? Oh. He got
0: dropped, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Oh, it was when he was trying to force the move, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bastard. You really Um, didn't panic
3: there. I was like, I've missed out Stuart Hogg. (laughs) I was like, what? Rob Harley? Yep, that's one.
0: Harley. Uh, Pete Horn.
3: Yep. Johnny
2: Gray? Yep.
0: Um, Tommy Seymour?
2: Yep. Ryan Wilson? Nope. No. DTH? Nope. Um...
3: Missing... Fraser, Fraser Brown? Fraser <laughs> Brown? Nope.
0: Um,
2: Chris Fasaro? Yep. Oh, nice. How many have we got left? Three
3: left. Three
2: Who are the ultras?
0: Left? Tim Swinson. 버-
3: Tim Swinson. Oh, well good That's show. very nice. He was an unused sub. Um, Loves of Gin. Rue Jackson. Yep. Nico Matawalo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very oh, nice. he's done very well. Giving you well. the points there. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All Dun- is it? Dunbar was in there, but I, I wasn't sure if Dunbar was a loan deal to Newcastle or if he's signed for Well, fl- he's, not, he's no long. he's leaving He's not club. in the squad, he's, is he? He's gone, yet? gone yeah. Um, okay, so Alan, you're ahead, I think, but I don't know what the points are. I'm not he's, keeping the score.
2: It's a, it's a well-spirited contest. Then what
3: was think, the... And the other final, what was the starting back line in 2015? You've already mentioned a couple of names.
0: I think I think I can knock it off, the, knock it all.
3: So okay. I'll, I'm going to name go a first. few, I think. Okay. Do you want to
2: go? Go um, from 15. Pete Murchie was at 15. Right, you're already out of the game. That was so. 24. Is that, tw- sorry. It said, m- said
3: 2015. Oh, so no, 2015. 2015, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can start um, again if you want. Huh? You can start again if you want. <laughs> From fifteen,
2: Hog, yeah, <laughs> um, DTH, yeah. Uh, Richie Vernon was at thirteen. Nice. Uh, Pete Horn at twelve. Nice. Um, Finn Russell at ten, presumably. Yeah. Yep. You, you get it on the other wing. Tommy Seymour. Yes. And I got the nine at nine. Purgos. Hey, ah. Nice, mate. Uh, that, that, I actually, that is exactly it. I watched Scottish rugby, so <laughs> clearly. Uh, <laughs> I'm not as used to nice. it. Might uh, be. Uh,
3: and this one, which I, I did take a lot of pleasure in researching. Um, in the current Warriors squad, how many players have won like a first-grade title with another side? So you give so me the Euro- number?
2: Any, so what are we talking about? European, Southern Hemisphere, anything that's going? Yep. Down to what level? Uh, let's say... Well, like an ITM Cup or something like that. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. So... Just so just do
3: a number, and then we'll try and see how many uh, you know. 14. Okay, what are you going for? 10. Okay, well, it's only six. So.
0: <laughs> outside of Scotland? Outside of... Yeah, before. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in total. No, yeah, yeah, outside of Scotland. Uh, okay, okay, fine. That's fine. So Nuke
3: for the Highlanders? Nope. It he he the wasn't, wasn't there in time. Was he he joined the year
2: afterwards, when, and then they gave away their title. Petrus C for Saracens? Yep, correct.
0: DTH for the Scots?
2: Correct. Oh, yeah, good shout um
0: some of them were actually like huge. Hugh Jones Curry Cup with st- with Western Stormont, Province. Yeah. Yep. Kebble He never he played. Was involved. He
3: never played in the finals that they when he was there. Uh-huh. They played in two finals 1 1 and Hugh Jones was in it.
0: Well, Nick Frisbee wasn't in the red squad when they won.
3: I'll give you that. He was in the wider squad. Was, he? He was in the, the wider squad? <laughs> yeah. They I just quite like the fact that he's got a super rugby medal.
0: Mate, gotta take it.
3: Yeah. Uh, There's two more.
0: <laughs> um
3: by my reckoning. Givens with the Hurricanes? Yep, who's on the bench. And they beat the Lions in the final. One more. I didn't actually check ITM Cup, so there might be more, but I don't think okay. there are.
2: You should have just said no then. <laughs> well
3: that was the level though, because the same level coming oh, Cup.
2: Oh right. Oh of in course, my mind. Yeah. Um
0: Brandon Thompson with Western Province?
3: Nah. Sam Johnson with Queensland County? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I, I wouldn't count that. He wasn't at the Reds when they were sort of mm. a title winning team. I'm going to say it because I think it's. Yeah. Did Rui Jackson win anything when he was away? I looked it up and sadly he did not I win anything. I thought he might have like
2: picked was up like a, cha- a challenge cup or something it's, like that. Yeah, it's back, it's back three though. That's where you want to
0: be looking. Nico wasn't next Exeter when they were. No. Nah. Who else, in the, who else in
2: the back three?
3: It's the thing. It is like really rogue. It's Tag
2: Eve. Oh, is it um what? the the New Zealander guy? What's oh, his name? Yeah. It's terrible. Masanga, yeah. Masanga. Masanga Sorry, was on the, the
3: wing in the final yeah. when they won the super rugby in two thousand thirteen against the Brumbies. That actually, is mad.
2: It's actually really difficult to remember that he's a Glasgow player. Exactly. You have really, to work really hard. I went through the squad and I was like,
3: Ha, ah, he didn't win anything. I was like, I'll just I'll just check.
2: Yeah. So I could be wrong, but
3: I've got six.
2: I'm sure we will be wrong.
3: Yeah. But
2: it's a good question for the fans to fill in the gaps. This
0: is like one of my other favourite questions. Who is the only, and this this is more last year, so I don't know it might have changed. It's like, who is the only player in the Liverpool squad to have won the Champions League? And I'm going to tell you the answer. The answer is Sturridge, who was on the bench for Chelsea when they beat Bayern Munich.
3: Good, are we keeping that bit in or are we cutting that out? I think that's quite interesting. I think that's quite interesting. <laughs> General sports fans will be interested yeah. by that. Uh, and then I had one other one that was going to be the tiebreaker. But yeah, we'll chuck it, it in there. It. It. It's been, it's yeah, been okay. good. been good quality so what far. What is the. I, mean, I want you to get really specific. Okay. The capacity not sport, eh? of Celtic Park?
0: 62,500.
2: Dave? 61,500.
3: Dave takes that 60,832.
2: Is it? So that's the tiebreaker, which means I win, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. That's why I showed you I'm that sure. answer. So um, there we go.
2: Fantastic. Is that your first ever quiz? I used to do them. Did you? Yeah,
3: but then Alan sort of raised the bar, so I, yeah, you know, I spent a good eight hours on that, so... Very well, well
0: done. Time well sheeted really. up, nice. I did that Harry Potter quiz, and then it was... Game over. Yeah, exactly. How
2: can you beat that? We should bring back the Harry Potter quiz for the 100th.
0: I've been waiting. I, I, I've been saying for the last
2: year and a half I was going to do a Lord of the Rings. I might do a Game of Thrones. That'd be good. You do one of those. for the, hun, the hun, We're on what? This is episode 94? Something like that. 94 or 95. So in a few, year, few yeah, weeks. Yeah, this is 94. In a few weeks' time, we're going to be Thistle 100. There's going to be all kinds of national celebrations to... Uh, <laughs> To, to commemorate that massive, uh, massive moment. Um, let's finish up then, lads, with your predictions for the game against Leinster. Alan, I'm going to come to you first. Talk me through it.
0: So, I have put a bet on Glasgow to win.
2: Bet on Glasgow to win? Talk what us odds, through the details. Odds just, you getting on that? just
0: seven to five.
2: Just Glasgow to win?
0: That, isn't that long? Just Glasgow to win. Yeah. I think at home, I think. I just think generally they haven't what, lost a game in the Pro 14 since January. Yeah, I actually quite a don't while. think Leinster are that good. And I think with the way that Glasgow pack is playing, I think they'll just have enough to sort of manage the Leinster pack. And I think the Glasgow backs will just have enough to outscore Leinster.
2: Love that positivity. Guys, go by two. Guys, go by two. Matt, give me something also to celebrate.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about my prediction earlier, and you know, part of me thinks that that Leicester team with Sexton back in the saddle just you know is very good at winning big matches. And the only one that they've lost recently really is Saracens away. Saracens, sorry, in the Champions Cup. But then I was like, no, you know what? I have to believe here. This is in Glasgow the final yeah. Glasgow looking good it's hog send off I was like I don't really believe in the stars aligning, but you know if there's a moment to believe this is it so I think yeah Glasgow by one Glasgow give by me, one yeah man. by one give me that and it'll be unbelievable and we'll have to fly up to Glasgow from Norwich airport well exactly
2: yeah <laughs> um, I'm up for that yeah. let's do it we'll chart, charter a plane. yeah exactly we'll have one waiting on the <laughs> runway just in case yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I'm going to back Glasgow. can't, can't leave us on a bum note. Um, I think they're going to, I think they're unbelievable against Ulster. They're going to carry it through. I think Leinster are still smarting from losing to the, the Champions Cup to Saracens. I don't know if they're going to be able to mentally get themselves to the level required to sort of to knock Glasgow off their perch in this big at-home occasion. So Glasgow by six points. Give that me good. lads. I Black- like that.
3: Glasgow do a parade? They win? Yeah, I reckon. Just once <laughs> round Scotston, <Scotland, laughs> <then> back in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> Just through the streets on a Monday, no one has any yeah, idea exactly, what's yeah. going yeah. on. Down Sockey Hall. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, That'd be good. Yeah, well, hopefully it should be a good weekend. It should be absolutely class. We're going to be streaming it live at a wedding um, in Norfolk, four G permitting. Very exciting. So our coverage on Twitter might be patchier than it usually would be on a big weekend, but we will try. Um, and keep up with it as we can. As ever, Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, Instagram Thistle Rugby Pod, and get into that mailbag um, and let us know your thoughts on the final. That's thethistlerugby at gmail.com. Come on, Glasgow. We'll speak to you guys next week.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable.